Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the Scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. The church in Corinth was a church full of problems, perhaps more so than any other church in the New Testament. Yet the Apostle Paul revealed more of God's purpose to that troubled church than to any other This is Matt Miller filling in for Chris Wilde this week, and we're going to see some of the precious matters in 1 Corinthians that are contrasted by the Apostle Paul against such negative things as division, incest, and immaturity. Joining us today for the program is Francis Ball. Francis, thanks for being here with me today. It's my privilege to be here, Matt, and I always appreciate getting to the opportunity to hear these messages afresh. Me too. You know, Francis, this particular program, the Apostle Paul is uh, painting a black background in a sense to reveal a wonderful portrait of God's economy. Can you give us a little bit of that background to set the stage for today's Life Study program? Well, the Apostle Paul was a man living in the Spirit, and therefore he knew the things of man. I think we covered something about this earlier this week. Right. Yesterday I covered that with Bob Danker. Uh Uh-huh so that we realize that to have our human spirit makes it possible for us to know the things of man. And Paul certainly was a man in his human spirit. And also, he had the Spirit of God in his spirit. So there was a mingled spirit with the Apostle Paul, and he exercised that spirit to know the things of the situation in Corinth. And he could speak very clearly to them concerning their situation because he was a man in spirit. But they were not in spirit. They were really in their philosophy, in their Greek culture, in their background, and they had not learned to exercise their spirit. So a lot of problems came into the church there. But he faces these problems not with a problem-solving mentality, but with a a positive presentation of a man in spirit speaking so much of Christ. You know, just to review for our listeners, Francis, I think that's a good opening word, and I'd like to read the verse that we covered yesterday with Bob from chapter 2, which is verse 11, which says, For who among men knows the things of man except the spirit of man which is in him? In the same way, the things of God also no one has known except the spirit of God. So you can't know the things of a man apart from the spirit of man, and you can't know the things of God apart from the spirit of God. So in short, All the problems that the Corinthians had were from a lack of exercise of their spirit. And the solution to all their problems was this mingled spirit. Amen. So let's go on today with uh, the message, which is actually from the printed message, volume one, from the life study of 1 Corinthians, and it's printed message number 20. Let's join Witness Lee. In dealing with such a church at Corinth, 
Paul used his experience of Christ. And he told them that when he came to them the first time, he determined not to know anything but Christ crucified. Why? Because Christ crucified is the center of God's economy. In the entire New Testament, without Paul's ministry, we don't know what is God's eternal purpose. What is God's economy? Peter was the number one apostle according to time. Yet, he didn't tell us anything about the body of Christ. The top word he spoke was that we are the partakers of the divine nature. That's all. You could see a lot of terms used by the Apostle Paul to tell us that Christ is all-inclusive, that Christ is the life-giving spirit, that Christ is everything for God's economy to us. That the church is the body of Christ, the fullness of Christ, the habitation of Christ, is the bride of Christ, right? And no one in the New Testament tells us how we are in Christ and how Christ is in us and how we are joined to Christ one spirit. Paul tells us more than this, more than this, but he does have a center, a goal, that is Christ as the ultimate expression of God became the life-giving spirit to impart himself into us as our life, that we may be living members of his body, the organism, to express him. And this is the central vision of his completing ministry. The central vision of his completing ministry. Amen. Francis, I, I'm really impressed by the Apostle Paul's way of taking difficult situations and turning them into the focus of God's purpose, God's economy. I'm afraid if it was left to me, I would just get overwhelmed by the negative things and have a hard time getting my eyes off of the negative things. But that didn't happen to Paul. The Apostle Paul faced so many negative things, and he turned everything to God's economy and to Christ, and how Christ is the central vision. Isn't this amazing? Yes, it really is. And you see over and over again in that short portion we just heard uh, Witness Lee speak, it's Christ, 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 Christ. Everything is Christ. Therefore, he was not distracted by their problems. Of course, he was heartbroken at their condition, but he was very wise and he was very knowledgeable of their condition. And he explains why he knew their condition because he himself was a man exercising his mingled spirit, his human spirit filled with the divine spirit, the Holy Spirit. So here's a man with two spirits exercising his spirit, knowing exactly the condition of people and also knowing God. 
knowing Christ. So the thing that's important here is that he's answering these problems not by dealing with the problems, but by dealing and ministering Christ as life. When he came the first time, as he said, he came only knowing Christ and his crucifixion. But this time he comes knowing Christ and the experience of Christ in our daily living. So that's the way he's solving all of these problems with one statement. Christ is everything. Christ is everything. And you know, specifically, the, some of the things that Paul revealed Christ as everything in his writings that no other writer of the New Testament did. I just thought I'd repeat those a little bit for the sake of our listeners. I thought that was good. No other person in the entire New Testament referred to the body of Christ, that we are members of the body of Christ, other than the Apostle Paul. He also talked about the habitation of God. He talked about Christ as the life-giving spirit. These were terms that were only mentioned in Paul's writings. And uh, we're going to go on now, Francis, to the next portion with Witness Lee. And in that, in this portion, he's going to refer to the Lord's recovery and the Lord recovering certain truths. And I think this is a very critical fact that we're going to need to get into after he's done and develop more. So I hope our listeners will pay close attention as we go on to this next portion with Witness Lee. What the Lord is recovering today is not certain part of a truth. For instance, according to the Bible, baptism must be by immersion. This is right. But this is not the central goal of God's economy. This is not something of Paul's complete ministry. Rather, in this book, Paul says, I was not sent by Christ to baptize people. You see? I was sent to preach Christ to minister Christ, to preach the word of Christ. Today, the Lord recovery is just to recover Christ. Amen. The all-inclusive Christ as the life-giving spirit, imparting himself into his believers, making all his believers his living body. In other words, Christ and the church. These are the central goal of God's recovery. Oh, dear saints, we all must see this. If we are going to fulfill the Lord's desire that he may have a proper church life on this earth to express him, to prepare the way for his coming back, you and I must exercise our spirit to know the things of man. And we must trust in the indwelling spirit to know the things of God. I tell you, tongue speaking, miraculous gifts, divine healing. The Lord did recover the things, but these are not the central goal of the Lord's recovery. What the Lord wants is a church. You see? constituted with a people who is filled, saturated, infused with himself. The Lord wants such a church. And uh, the real experience of uh, the Spirit is not by our gifts. So, here in history recovery, we don't care for the doctrines. 
We don't care for the terminologies. We only care for this one unique fact as a living testimony. That is the triune God being dispensed into us that we all may become the living members of his organic body to express him. Francis, this is a very important passage, I think, where uh, Witness Lee's covering some points and some terminology that may be new to our listeners. Uh, for example, he said that here in the Lord's recovery, we don't care for the doctrines, but we only care for a living testimony. Can you enumerate on what Witness Lee meant? I think I could say something because uh, the ministry of Brother Lee in uh, bringing the recovery to us from the Word, recovering those things that have been lost or misinterpreted or missed altogether, are really brought to light in this recovery. And it's not a matter of doctrines which are just for the mind. For to learn the doctrines doesn't necessarily mean that you're gaining Christ. Of course, the doctrines are there, and they are to be understood by the exercise of the Spirit. Because the way we contact God in our experience and the way we experience Christ day by day is by the exercise of our spirit. Because ever since his resurrection, the Lord Jesus Christ now is the life-giving spirit in our spirit. So by exercising our spirit, our human spirit with the divine spirit mingled with our human spirit, we can know Christ and we can gain Christ and we can express Christ, and that's what he's talking about as a living testimony. It's not uh, repeating or mouthing doctrines so that we think we know what we're talking about, but it's by experiencing Christ in our spirit day by day and in our daily life that we become a testimony of Christ in a corporate way. He wants that church which is really built up by members who are filled with Christ, who are occupied with Christ, and who exercise their spirit to know Christ, to know the things of man and know the things of God. We need to exercise our spirit for us to be the testimony that God wants in his recovery. You know, Francis, as you were talking, I was thinking, this sounds so simple. To experience Christ, exercise your spirit. It seems so simple that Christ could gain a testimony on the earth could gain the church through people experiencing Christ in a normal daily way. It doesn't sound as powerful. I was thinking of the terms he used in the portion we just heard where he said, the Lord has recovered tongue speaking, miraculous gifts, uh, divine healing. Those all sound very powerful, but those are not the center of God's economy. The center of God's economy is that we would experience Christ in so many ways in our daily life that he could have a testimony on the earth today. Surely he must have such a testimony as the body of Christ. And the body of Christ must be the same in content as Christ is himself. What he is today is the life-giving spirit. By his putting himself into us in our spirit and expanding himself in our soul so that we can be his testimony, this is God's intention and purpose. So we must learn how to exercise our spirit and not be drawn aside by immorality or morality, by religion or non-religion. 
but experiencing Christ as everything to us. And you could continue that list by tongue speaking or not by tongue speaking. Right. By miraculous gifts or not by miraculous That's gifts. That's right. By divine healing or not by divine healing. If we get those things, like uh, baptism by immersion and all those recovered truths, as the sinner, we miss the mark entirely, and we end up with just empty doctrines without the experience of Christ in our spirit. I think it's a good time for us to go to the final portion and see why we should only care for Christ. Amen. Here's Witness Lee. In these first two chapters of this book, you could see that we, the believers, if we know the things concerning us, we would drop all the natural things. You see, our philosophy, our wisdom, our culture, our education, our degree, our this, our that, all the things we have that we know by natural mentality, we will drop. I don't care for my degree, I don't care for my knowledge, I don't care for this, I don't care for that. I only care for what? For my position in Christ, my condition in Him, my situation in Him, and my destiny in Him. I only care for this. I only care for the real experience of the triune God, for the real enjoyment of Christ, the Son of God. I only care for this. By His Spirit, in my spirit, I can know God. I can know the things of God. I know the things of God are just Christ Himself. His power is Christ. Even His weakness is Christ. Could you follow me? Christ did become weak. When he was crucified, he became weak. If he was not weak, who can arrest him? If he didn't become weak, who can put him on the cross? He became weak, purposely. But his weakness is powerful. Amen. The man's power. And today, he's my power. And he's my wisdom from God. And he's my daily righteousness. And he's my sanctification. And he's my redemption. I know him. As the depths of God. Hallelujah. I tell you, by my spirit, I know the things of man. By his spirit, I know all the things of God. So I'm just living in him, with him, by him, and for him. Then he will have a proper church life. As his living organic body to express him. Oh, what a mercy that we will see this. What a grace that he will show us this. And what a wonder that we will be brought into such a realization. Oh, how we expect that all of us in his recovery will see the same grace. I echo this cry. Oh, that we would all see this vision of only caring for Christ. Amen. How about that, Francis? That's marvelous. If we could see this vision, we would really have the oneness of the body of Christ. We would have the producing of the body of Christ worldwide in so many local churches that would just be caring for Christ. I have to admit, Matt, I've been a Christian for about 60 years. For those first 20 years or so, I was really in the dark about caring for Christ only. And I've been amazed as I've looked over a lot of the Christian activities, the Christian publications, 
and even the news that Christians put out, that they leave out Christ. They talk about the good things and talk about improving this and that, but they leave out Christ. And God's intention is just Christ. Christ not externally and not objectively only, but Christ infused into our being. When a person calls on the name of the Lord Jesus, he gets another life in his spirit. He gets another life that can penetrate his mind, his emotion, and his will. And God's intention is for Christ to be enlarged in each one of us individually and built up as the body in all of us corporately so that he can be testified in all the local churches throughout the earth. This is what we have when we get to Revelation. We have the churches as the testimony of Jesus, not the churches as a collection of people solving human problems. I'd like to go back and ask you a question about one of the points that Witness Lee just covered, and he's talking about experiencing Christ and enjoying Christ in an all-inclusive way, in so many ways. But one way he mentioned is experiencing Christ even in his weakness. Most people would think of experiencing Christ, you'd be powerful, overcoming, strong, victorious. But Christ, even at the end of his life, if Christ wasn't weak, he could have never been arrested. That's right. Francis, can you give an example from your experience about knowing Christ in a weak way? Well, in this portion of the Bible, he talks about the weakness of God is stronger than men. Mm. Well, what you referred to there and what Brother Lee referred to in his portion is that Christ became weak or he could never been arrested and never been crucified. Well, I think, in a sense, the same experience that we have of Christ, we reach a weakness that we can't be strong, we can't overcome, and then we start experiencing Christ, the crucified Christ, who in that weakness was stronger than men. And I think for us to experience the real transforming work of the indwelling Spirit of Christ in our spirit will bring us into a lot of experiences where we are too weak to go on. But He's strong in us. So again, I'd just like to refer to this fact that the main thing we need to concentrate on in these days, in this age, is to concentrate on exercising our spirit for the enjoyment of Christ, not only partaking of Him, but also participating with Him in all that He has accomplished. He is in our spirit now to be our life, to be our daily experience, and to be enjoyed by us in every way. So unless we're enjoying Christ, we're missing God's eternal purpose. And if we are enjoying him, that means we're becoming a part of God's eternal purpose. And that is to have a body on the earth that expresses him, that will even become the bride of Christ eventually. This is too marvelous, Matt. I hope our listeners will realize what we're saying is just to experience Christ as the life-giving spirit in our spirit. I hope so too, Francis. I was just going to say the same thing. My prayer to the Lord is that Someone listening today would enter into the enjoyment of Christ as a result of hearing the words from this program. And even their thought would change that to exercise their spirit to experience Christ may mean to enjoy Him in a weak situation. Right. Not necessarily in a powerful situation, but the Lord is with them in whatever weak situation they're brought into. And if all the believers on the earth today would enter into this experience, surely the Lord would gain a glorious church, would gain a glorious bride 
for his second coming. Amen. Francis, thanks for joining us today. It's been a pleasure having you with me. It's been my pleasure. Thank you very much. On behalf of Francis Ball, this is Matt Miller thanking you for joining us today for the Life Study of Corinthians. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. These programs are based on messages Witness Lee gave when he did a comprehensive book-by-book study of the Bible, showing how Christ is life to man. Whether you're hearing these life studies via radio, online, or as a podcast, we hope you'll visit our website, lifestudy.com. There, you'll find more than 1,700 audio studies covering every book of the Bible. Again, That's lifestudy.com. Thanks again for listening.